Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 20th of April. Today, a Surat Sessions Court dismissed an appeal by Congress leader Rahul Gandhi for a stay on his conviction in a criminal defamation case. In the case filed by Bharatiya Janata Party legislator Purnesh Modi, Gandhi was held guilty for his rhetorical remark, All thieves have Modi surname, made during a 2019 Lok Sabha election rally. Subsequently, he was sentenced to two years in prison but was granted bail on 3rd April as he filed an appeal challenging both the conviction and sentencing. The court suspended the sentence till the disposal of the appeal. The Congress party said they will continue to avail all options still available to them under the law. This could mean Gandhi will move a higher court against the session court's order. Gandhi's conviction in the case led to his disqualification as a member of the Lok Sabha on 24th of March. If the conviction is stayed by a court, his Lok Sabha membership could be restored. Listeners, are you curious about the recent two-part documentary titled Dharohar Bharat Ki Punar Uthan Ki Kahani that aired on DD News? While this series explores important cultural and historical sites in India and highlights the role of freedom fighters in India's history, it has come under criticism for its lack of representation of women icons and its portrayal of Savarkar. To know more, read my colleague Nikita Singh's report titled Tur Tarshan series on New India's Heritage. Focus on Hindu sites, Savarkar as greatest hero, no women icons. We're able to bring you such reports because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. On the third day of Supreme Court's hearing on police-seeking legislation of same-sex marriage, Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur said, and I quote, By decriminalizing homosexuality, we have not just recognized treating relationships between consenting adults of the same gender, but we have also recognized that people who are of the same sex would even be in a stable relationship, a marriage-like relationship, unquote. Senior advocate Raju Ramchandran said marriage will offer a measure of societal protection to homosexual couples. Abhishek Singhvi, another senior advocate, argued that the parliament's intention about enacting legislation cannot restrain the court. Singhvi's argument was the answer to the centre's objection in the previous day's hearing that the Supreme Court could not hear the case and the parliament was the only constitutionally permissible forum for deciding the creation of a new social relationship. The centre's affidavit had also requested the admission of all states as parties in the case, stating that an evaluation of state rules and customs of different sections of society was needed. On this, senior lawyer Mukul Rodki said the affidavit was irrelevant and the state's recognition of the union of homosexual couples would only reduce the stigma around homosexuality. Rodki concluded his remarks by quoting the landmark 2015 case, Obergefell v. Hodges, which legalized same-sex marriage across the United States. India reported the highest number of COVID-19 cases in about eight months, with 12,591 cases and 40 deaths recorded in a day. Defence Minister Rajnath Singh also tested positive for COVID-19. The number of active cases in the country increased to 65,286 and the total tally of COVID cases was recorded at 4.48 crore. The Health Ministry reported that 220.6 crore doses of COVID vaccine have been administered in the country under the nationwide vaccination drive, while the national COVID-19 recovery rate was 98.67%. Kirandeep Kaur, wife of fugitive Amritpal Singh, was stopped at the Amritsar airport on her way to board a UK-bound flight today.
sources within the Punjab police said. Kaur, who is a citizen of United Kingdom, is being questioned by the Immigration Department. The police sources clarified that she has not been detained yet, as reported by NDTV. Amritpal Singh, who has been described by the government as a Khalistani-Pakistan agent, had married Kaur in February this year. Singh had publicly declared that his marriage was an example of reverse migration and had stated that he and his wife would be living in Punjab. The police had recently launched a major crackdown against Singh and his outfit Varis Punjab Day. He evaded arrest on 18th of March in Jalandhar district, absconding by changing vehicles and appearances. Pakistan's Foreign Minister Bilawal Bhutto Zardari is set to attend the Shanghai Cooperation Organization SCO meeting in India next month, according to a statement made by the country's Foreign Office spokesperson Mumtaz Zara Baloch during a weekly media briefing in Islamabad today. The event, which is scheduled to take place on May 4th and 5th in Goa, is significant as it marks the highest level visit to India by any Pakistani leader in recent years. The ties between India and Pakistan have been strained since the terrorist attack in Jammu and Kashmir's Bulwama in February 2019, which was followed by India's airstrike on a terrorist training camp in Pakistan's Balakot in the same month. India and Pakistan joined the Beijing-based SCO as permanent members in 2017. At least 78 people lost their lives in a stampede at a school in Yemen's capital city, Sana'a, during a charity distribution for Ramadan. Reports said hundreds of people had crowded at the school to receive a donation of $9 being distributed by merchants to mark the final days of the holy month. A video posted by Hoti Television on Telegram showed a large crowd crammed together, some screaming and reaching out to be pulled to safety, while the security staff struggled to control the situation. The Hoti-controlled Ministry of Interior spokesperson, Brigadier Abdul Khalik Al-Agri, blamed the random distribution of funds without coordination with the local authorities for the incident. The two merchants who organised the event have been detained and an investigation is underway. The Houthis announced that they would pay about $2,000 in compensation to each family who lost a relative and those who were injured would receive about $400. At least 73 injured people were taken to al Tora Hospital in Sana'a with families rushing to hospitals in search of their loved ones. Sana has been under the control of the Houthis since 2014, when they removed the internationally recognised government of Yemen. The Saudi-led coalition intervened a year later, leading to one of the world's worst humanitarian disasters, with more than 1,50,000 people killed, including fighters and civilians. According to United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, over 21 million people in Yemen, or two-thirds of the country's population, require assistance and protection. The disaster has reportedly sparked nationwide anger with people demanding accountability and justice for the victims. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.